Alicia Ginsburg, welcome to Cocktails and Roses. Alicia Aiken Radban, how are you today, darling? I am very good. You are very good. I'm glad because it's good that we're very good because in the mansion, things were not very good. It finally happened. The news of the pandemic finally reached the impenetrable fortress that is the Bachelor Mansion. The Bachelor bubble got burst. Um, and we're officially sailing into uncharted territory. Um, Alicia, you, we are social distancing quite well. I'm in Melbourne right now. You are, I believe, 3,000 kilometres to the left of me in Perth. I am here in Perth and I'm so, I'm so, I've been so intrigued to get into these episodes. I feel like we've been building up to this for a while and it's all happening and how wild and historic have these episodes been. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty epic. Um, This is absolute bachelor history now if you haven't watched these two episodes we won't be upset if you hit pause right now go over to 10play.com.au and go check out episode seven and eight of the bachelor season eight all right go we'll be here when you get back Alicia, let's get into it. So the very first group date after the news of the pandemic broke in the mansion was an, a, a date with a psychic. All right. So we're not the first people to do it, but it's a it's a classic TV trope when you get the uh, when you get the psychic in on the dating show, isn't it? Do you what's your thoughts on psychics, Alicia? Are you into it? Oh, uh, I've got to say I'm a bit of a cynic. Uh, I <laughs> and also like when it comes to people coming in on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, I, I personally have a lot of allegiance to Steve the Lie Detector. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Alison was good. Uh, and I've got to say at the beginning of when we first met Alison and she was throwing around her first sort of who's that celebrity psychic that used John to go Edwards. around. John Edwards, and she's throwing out a few like John Edwards vibes of like, so do you have a grandma? And it's like, yeah, most of us have grandmas. <laughs> um, I, I was not, I was not feeling Alison, but by the end, she was really hitting the nail of, on the head for some of these ladies. So I was, I was into the fantasy. What do you think about oh, psychic, Sasha? Well, look, I'm not going to lie. I've been to some in my time. Um, wow. Some have told me, uh, look, we all do things with ex-girlfriends um, that we may not be ready for, and then we try it just to see. <laughs> it might be a little more. You're exciting. a good partner. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. You know, she's into it. I'm like, yeah, all right. Um, look, I've I've been to I've been to I've been to some that have told me, uh, you know, everything that ended up happening, and I've been to some that have been like, um, nothing happened, and I've been to some that have. There's one particular one that was like it was really weird and manipulative and odd, and I'm like, nah, that kind of offset everything else. <laughs> so, mm. but that's my experience. Um, I know when I lived in Los Angeles, there's one in every corner. Like, from what I got out of it, you know, is like it's a city where people go to have their dreams fulfilled, and they just want someone to tell them that it's going to be all right. All right, so they'll fork over fifty bucks for ten minutes. And she'll go, no, no, it's going to be okay. You ever, it's, you came here for one thing, but it's going to be another thing. And that might have happened anyway, but we just need someone else to tell us, you know, and then we go, oh, no, it's going to be fine. But, look, that's not to say that Alison wasn't, you know, there and legit, you know, and working her Alison-y situation-y magic. Um, 
she, there, there was an interesting amount of, of compatibility that she was giving on Bella. Then we got to like, once we were past Allison doing the sort of group setting and, you know, I think, you yeah, yeah, like sending out those John Edwards vibes. Then we started yeah. to see those one-on-ones. What did you think of those? Well, for a start, I was more interested in the fact that he was suddenly quite physically intimate yes. with you. You're, you're sitting next to me cuddling me with my arm around you with a woman that he might not have actually spent any time with. Yes. Oh, and my gosh. This is what like, did it for me as well. Like it's been two or three weeks or whatever, man, and like now you're hugging her and I think you might have spent 10 minutes with her at a cocktail party. Yeah, yeah. I, I find that interesting. Lockie is interesting as The Bachelor because, like, I think we said it at the beginning of breaking down these episodes, Osha, that he is, like, he does have that flirtation and I think he probably is a very tactile person. But I've got to say I don't think it's probably helping the situation for some of these girls and we talk about women spiralling at cocktail parties. If I was sitting next to that psychic with Lockie's big arm around my shoulder as he's like rubbing my the top of my arm I would think that we're in love as well I would think that I'm going to be standing at whatever amazing COVID safe location that you've got for us at the end (laughs) and I'm going to be getting a ring so we hadn't really seen Belle much she's beautiful blonde gorgeous delightful Mm. lady and she's there leaning into that massive chest, you know. It's kind of it's like a sofa made out of meat with a oh. beard. At the you know, he's got his arm around her, and she's like, "This is it. I am here." End of episode eight. <laughs> yes, it was so. It was really confusing to me. Um, and yeah. but but that being said, on the Bachelor, I do notice some notice sometimes that these dramatic. These things that you're really puzzled by do happen in the sense like the example I bring up was like often I see when someone um, does something like Charlie's mud bath at a rose ceremony, at a cocktail party, often they will receive a really high placing rose at the rose ceremony sort of as a recognition or you've done something really nice. So like on Angie's season, Jamie gave Angie a pair of rainbow socks and they had a very, you know, very candid chat about, you know, where he was at and he got a pretty high-placing rose in recognition of that gesture. But and then apparently this is the good stuff. This is the BTS. Apparently Jamie came back into the mansion and because he got the first rose, he started calling self, himself Dragon unclear why (laughs) he came back in and he was like yep like first rose dragon and so all the boys call him dragon now but then you know next episode he was gone so he's gone from a rose within I think he got the first one to being out so these things can happen I got a high placing rose the 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 rose ceremony before I was ousted so You never know what's happened. Like maybe once they went into love in lockdown, he like, he had a chat. I mean, (laughs) one moment he's got his arm around her and they're talking about like how, (laughs) and then the next maybe he had a conversation with her. I don't know. Well, let's, we'll get to that. We'll get to that episode because there was a single date the next day, uh, which involved Locke arriving on a, on a motorbike and, it's interesting seeing Lockie on the first night. Remember the please like me on the first night? Yes. You saw another, you, I, I did spot another version of that 
when they go, oh, lucky, is your bike like this? No, mine's much bigger. <laughs> no, it's, like, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing, you know? It's like, lucky, you're six foot five. You're like 170 <laughs> kilograms of solid lean muscle. You're a pretty nice guy. You don't need to comp. You're okay. Yes. This isn't the first time we've seen a motorcycle on The Bachelor. I think like it's a pretty common motif. I don't know what it is about men and having a bike between their legs. All I could think about though is because like, you know, Lockie's from Bali and spends a lot of the, a lot of his time on his business in Bali. And all I could think about was like, you know, those little scoopy bikes that you hire in Bali. <laughs> They're like, okay. like a one, two, five engine. Yeah. And I'm just imagining like Lockie just yeah. scooting around yeah. Changu. <laughs> yeah. With a little Changu tattoo, a little, uh, yes. little inside the leg from the exhaust pipe. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, I was just, I just put it, put him on a scoopy in my mind, but Roxy was into it and yeah. I'm sure she'd be into him on the back of a scoopy as well. But she's, I, I don't know what the situation is with, with Roxy. We talked about Lockie's insecurity and, you know, I, and I guess, you know, this is a, something to look at as you know, the thing about The Bachelors, we can reflect upon our own lives. You know, we can see, and I'm sure, and I hope, I really hope that Roxy's looked back on this and go, she can see, look, she really did have everything. And the only yes. difference between the, the, the thing that she was worried about was an invention of hers. Uh, you know, that she really, she got roses well before the rose ceremony. She was given assurances well before rose ceremonies. And Still, it was the const- the, the same pattern kept repeating. Uh, you know, I, I don't feel good about this. Leave me alone, but come talk to me. Yeah, I think it's it's been really frustrating to watch because, I mean, two, two things. Uh, uh, in my personal life, I really put a lot of uh, work and effort into self-talk. I think talking to yourself and acknowledging that anxiety and insecurity is a fallacy that you're creating really. Um, And you don't have to necessarily acknowledge that or you can do a lot of work to, it's hard, like don't get me wrong, but sometimes you have to say to yourself, this is a falsehood and I'm constructing this and I also have the ability to empower myself and not give in to those insecurities. And it's it's just disappointing for me because, what it has resulted in is Roxy is really not letting her, what I think is like we've seen it in earlier eps, is a fabulous, vibrant personality. Like compare this single date and compare what we see later once she do, go, she goes on the group date with the girls with how she was on that like hot dogs date after the yeah. like, you know, messy gridiron or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, she was just a different person. She was sexy. Yeah. She was enticing. She, yeah, yeah, different. What do you think? Like, how do you deal with in that 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 voice in your head, and how do you move past it? Ah, uh, you're more than welcome to buy my book back after the break. <laughs> now, because uh, I talk all about this. Um, no, I just really hope. I mean, I I, I hope that she has seen this uh, and 
you know, because it would be an extraordinary asset to go and look and because often what happens, as you know, people show up in paradise completely different. Yes. Show up in paradise, have seen the things that they've been trapped by, the stories they've been telling themselves, the scripts they've written for themselves about situations, and mm-hmm. they see how they they react to those scripts that they have decided, not what is actually happening. And then they get there, and you know, and Cat was a perfect example. Yes, Cat, who was on your season of The Bachelor, showed up to Paradise a completely different yes. person. Yeah, I and think she I really would- like took it away. Yeah, she took down her like the need to be. She let herself be vulnerable on The Bachelor. Yeah. She was like, "Oh, I've got to get all these witty lines out because I want to be yeah. the funny one." Because she is funny, but what oh, that look. translates into is it doesn't didn't come across in the bachelor environment and i would say like i also experienced that i think it's so interesting you bring up the bachelor to batch, bachelor in paradise shift for me what that was was confidence i i didn't back myself that i could be like and and i remember when i came off the bachelor I sort of faded into the background of the Mean Girls group, which is not really where you want to be. And people were bombarding my Instagram with sheep emojis of all things because I was a follower. And I reflected on that. And as you say, it was an asset. I don't necessarily think it was completely right because, you know, we're seeing a we're seeing a representation of reality. But that being said, I took it away. I did some self-reflection and I was like, no, you know what, what I'm lacking here is just confidence to go in and be my full self. Mm. I I wonder though, you know, we we talked about this last time with, um, with our, you know, the Australian idol metaphor when people would be like, I can't believe they told me that my voice wasn't that good. It's like, well, you have stood in front of the person who runs a record company mm-hmm. as, as someone who is auditioning to have a record released on that record company. And that person who runs a record company says, no, I don't think you've got a, right, a good enough voice for my monetary investment. And then they go, how dare they tell me that? It's like, this is the show. Like, you do know yes. that this was show is where you, some, you now put yourself out there and you are running the risk of being told no on camera similarly I, roxy's you know i mean I, I was like she knows it's there's 22 other girls there she yeah knows yeah even rose other people. and at one point in the episode even goes i'm just trying to be fair to everybody yeah he's trying to get through it yeah yeah so was, maybe was, it's like it's not the environment for her clearly she's like she's just completely overthinking it to her own detriment and you just can't do that sometimes it's inescapable I remember when we were on that camping group date um that was beautiful uh where was that it was sort of on the way to the central no, coast I, I and- don't know I just I just follow the GPS and I end up <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I remember when we were there, I was overthinking everything so much. And this is getting a little bit um production-esque, but just to, you know, you've got you've got so many competing factors um that are playing on your mind. And I imagine they're playing on Roxy's. I remember we were about to go into the rose ceremony and often our minders will just make sure that we've got our bags organized. They're all in one place. And I remember one of the minders came up to me and took me aside and asked, oh, can you just point out your bag for me? I need to take a picture of it. And 
Turns out that they had done that to every other girl. But I went through that interaction thinking they were taking a photo of my bag because I was going home that night and they wanted to be able to quickly get it so they can ship me out. And I spiraled. I started crying. I was sitting on a rock, like having a whole dramatic moment. And it wasn't like it wasn't reality. So sometimes you yeah. just can't overthink. Just roll with it. You're on the bachelor. Yeah. He's gonna be talking to other people. That's a that's a very, very powerful description that you've given there. And I'm really grateful for it because it is a true it's a true and a really powerful example of our experience of life is the story that we tell ourselves and we have the power to shift the story. All right. It's just a thing as somebody took a photo of your bag with their phone. Yes. Yeah. What you made it mean is what made you feel awful. And you can Absolutely. change what you make it mean. We have the power to do that if our brains are healthy. And um and that's really that's really, really extraordinary. We went into the last rose ceremony um before lockdown. I had a we all had a fairly we kind of knew what was going to happen. Um, this is where I was in the end because we start we started the episode at the end of the last rose ceremony and we end this episode with another rose ceremony. So I'm in the the maroon suit. I go off suits because now because yes. there was a rose ceremony. <laughs> it's like what the hell's going on? I'm like I don't know. I'm all upside down. It's like <laughs> when you when you wake up and it's you, like the sun's not up and you're like what's going on? Oh my god, I've slept through the afternoon. You know it's that. You know I was like what's going on? The maroon suit is your only grounding point. <laughs> Right, precisely right. So we knew what was going to happen because we had all been told and we were like, all right, so this is where we are. We, it was right after they'd closed the state borders in yeah. um, 2020, if you're listening to this in five years, uh, they just closed the state borders from uh, COVID-19. And we had come up with a bit of a plan as to like, okay, we just, because it's a work site. We can't yes. keep everybody safe. We we have a right and a we have a legal obligation to be able to keep people safe. And we weren't we were no longer able to keep people safe, um, in in alignment with the you know new regulations. We the way the production was designed, we at that point hadn't figured out how to do it. Yeah. Uh, obviously later we did, but at that point we're like, okay, we just have to pull this off. So for the crew, we were all like, this might be the last day we shoot. Like we might not even come. We we were like we hope we can come back, but we didn't know how we were gonna if we were gonna come back. We didn't know. Um, nobody had any idea that none of the ladies knew that they were gonna go home. Lockie, oh really? Uh, we've jumped ahead a bit. I did wander into the rose ceremony and announce, you know, kind of a bit of a red wedding moment. Um, five girls are going. Um, Crazy. Yes. This is like five girls in one night. I, that, I honestly, during an actual season of The Bachelor, when you're, when you're inside the season, we're up to like weeks, five, six, whatever. This has got to be the most amount of girls that has, have been sent home. I mean, like if you look at American Bachelor, Bachelorette, they get rid of like 15 girls on the first night. But, you know, mid-series, this is unprecedented. I, I, yeah, I, I, it may have had something to do with what was coming. It may have had something to do with. Uh, it may have had something to do with the uh, the love in lockdown, vague love in lockdown plans. Um, but uh, yeah, f- five in five is my record. We lost some lovely ladies. We lost Marg. We lost Gemma. Oh, poor Gemma. The chest. 
Oh, she's going to go do some space jumping. <laughs> Which is a great theatre sports game in case anyone. Oh, it is. Space jump is yeah. great. I got to say, Osha, um, Alicia is disappointed to see Ariba go. <laughs> um, we lost Charlie. Oh, knew him from Survivor. You put him in the mud and then he said goodbye. I swore uh, on my eyebrows that she would make it to hometowns and she did not. <laughs> And we lost our wonderful narrator, Laura. Oh, I really hope to see. I don't now. This is where the speculation begins, Osha, because I don't know what's going to happen this year. Will Bachelor in Paradise go ahead? Will it be shot? I'm thinking Daydream Island. That's that's oh. beautiful. <laughs> Up in the Wit Sundays. So I don't know, but I want to see. I'm starting a change.org position to see Laura on Bachelor in Paradise oh, because I, I need oh, more of her commentary. Plus, I want to see her vulnerable side. I want to I, I want I want Laura to open up and then I want this is my fantasy, my Bachelor in Paradise fantasy. I want her to get deep into a season with a really nice guy that we're going to meet on The Bachelorette and unfortunately it hasn't worked out with Ellie and then instead of a rose at the uh, instead of a ring at the end he gives her a Louis Vuitton handbag make it happen Osha look if i can make a daydream island bachelor in paradise season happen that would literally we would literally be a prize package from a perfect match which was a dating show from the 80s uh, which yes would be i amazing. remember no no like i wasn't there but <laughs> i was I wish we could pull it off uh, from here we move to love in lockdown uh, which is a really fascinating thing for me because it takes the world of the bachelor which is hey we need to go and drink some wine let's take a helicopter and a jet ski <laughs> um, it takes The Bachelor into the real world, but it's just like, I guess we'll just have a Zoom date. Uh, get to that after this. The Professor and the Hack. Accessible politics with just a touch of depth. I'm Hugh Rimmington. And I'm Peter Van Onselen. You can find us, The Professor and the Hack, wherever you find quality podcasts. to love in lockdown this week alicia we had a bit of a challenge on our hands like okay so we've got a pandemic we can't have people in the same space because we have to keep people safe how are we going to maintain these connections how are we going to help these people find love you know because that's what they came here for they came here to hopefully find love um and we know it works people find love on our shows all the time and we really wanted that to happen and so we ended up to going into love and lockdown with 10 ladies and one Lockie. So we went with Belle, Bella, Roxy, Irina, Izzy, Juliet, Maddie, Caitlin, Nicole, and Steph. Um, and this is the first time this has ever happened because, as you know, in the mansion, you really kind of – tell talk to me about how, how kind of, you know, isolated – from the rest of the world, are you? Oh, I am so fascinated by this process. And we're gonna get to I really wanna I really wanna deconstruct what's happened with this phone thing because that's just really intriguing to me. But starting off with leaving the mansion and going the ladies going to, back to civilian life because that in itself is such a shock to the system. I remember, um, and you know, I'm doing some numbers having been privy to how this all works. I imagine the women have been there for probably about a month or a little bit more, more than a month. I was in the mansion for six weeks and I remember 
when I left the mansion, one of the first things that I did, you know, I slept on it, went back to my share house in Leichhardt, and then I went to, I got the bus, no, I was on a train and I ended up at Newtown Station and I got out at Newtown Station and I was just, I had the most strangest, like almost an out-of-body experience because you're so used to, well, firstly, like even when we were out and about, maybe we were, t- we were taken somewhere to do a publicity photo shoot or something like that. We we take we really well taken care of. We would have to like ask someone if we could get a coffee, and sometimes a minder would go get a round of coffee for us. And one of the the things that stuck with me in this moment at Newtown Station was I was thinking to myself, "Oh shit." I can just like go into that shop and buy myself a coffee. You've been away from civilization for so long. It is a big shock to the system. So I imagine that once these girls have left, not only are they, not only do they have all the confusion of being a part of a bachelor series that has been really shaken by coronavirus, by a global pandemic, you're also competing with, you know, just the, your general human emotions of, whoa, I've been isolated for four weeks and now I'm back in my house and the whole world's Mm. changed. Yeah. What's super fascinating for me is what, uh, further to what you've just described there, which is fascinating. The, the, the way the bachelor and the bachelorette works is that, um, you know, we, we're looking for a concentrated, um, you know, we're trying to tell a love story, okay? And to tell the love story, we need to be sure that all the moments of the love story happen on camera because we can't tell a love story if we can't show what happened. And to make sure all those moments happen on camera, the the time, the only times that our bachelorette and our bachelors, or in yes. other words, you know, we're in a bachelorette, speak or is on camera, all right? So that that way the last 10 seconds of the rose ceremony has to make sense basically. So everything that you see makes the rose ceremony make sense. So when we go into lockdown, for the first time ever in the history of the Bachelor franchise anywhere in the world, now the Bachelor and the and the Bachelorettes, the ladies, they're all in contact on their phones, whether it be in a DM or a phone number or a FaceTime or a picture sent here or there. This has all been happening. Okay, and this is a first, and it is absolutely fascinating because some people were like, "Oh no, I didn't call him because I didn't want to bother him," and other people yes. were like, "I called him every day. We FaceTimed every day." I I expected things to be late. Maybe there to be some ground rules because I find that the mansion's quite a even playing field because you're privy mm. to everyone else's relationships basically like you don't get to see the single dates but for the most part you can see how close he is to somebody on a couch at the cocktail party was there any sort of parameters on the phone use i don't think so (laughs) oh my god you saw later on how rapidly he (laughs) willingly got nude on a webcam truly and Uh you know he did say in the compatibility chest to um that he has been known to send a naked picture so far out this is like i'm doing this for it so you can we can only assume we can only assume that that business was happening and we have to read between and good hooray for everybody involved i am there's no shame go for it <gasps> oh man so izzy got this 
this single date because she did brighten up Lockie's lockdown. The Izzy case is really interesting to me and I'm glad that she got the single date, but I guess that it's... She's She's fantastic. Oh, she's fantastic. She's so much fun. Another one, if she doesn't end up at the end, I want to see her on Daydream Island. Um, (laughs) I just like Tourism Queensland, reach out. Um, I was. I was intrigued by the Izzy situation because she's probably one of the girls that, you know, out of, you know, we've got a couple of girls now that have gotten physical with Lockie IRL in real life. Um, But Izzy hasn't. We actually haven't really seen too much of their relationship. And I think that it's a very interesting dynamic to be trying to build a relation, romantic relationship through Zoom because what it made me think of was after I left Bachelor in Paradise this year, you know, I was living in Sydney, Glenn was living in Perth. I was also traveling at the beginning of the year. A lot of our relationship building was done through FaceTime, through daily phone calls. So it was interesting to me to apply that to this setting. But that being said, we'd also been making out in Fiji for a month. So, you know, we had a base. But um, so I do think that you can definitely – I guess from my experience, I I recognize, I do think that you can build a relationship through FaceTime. It worked for me. And I think that, you know, a part of that long distance was actually really important for us to concentrate on learning more about each other, um, not from just a physical perspective. I completely agree. When it comes to building a relationship, um, if you've got that initial, oh, yeah, there's something I can work with when we yes. finally get back in the space. Um, you don't because often you can be tempted to go as in your first few months of interaction is just that yes and then the worst thing is then after a few months of that and then you eventually stop having sex and then you go you start talking about each other talking to each other and one says you know there's this reclaim australia rally on the weekend i really want to and you're like oh sorry that's the end of the road for me yeah and we the uh the anonymous question box made its return. Uh, the Bula banquet questions uh, showed up again. Uh, rocks felt fairly targeted, but I, I I don't think that was anywhere near as interesting as oh, uh, Julia. Celibacy. I'm so intrigued, and yeah. you know, I think it was. I, I I did. I I had to say I was. I I know that like it gets a bit hammed up at a cocktail party, but I did actually take on board Juliet's point that. Look, I someone was probably having a dig about the Roxy secret boyfriend thing. Who knows whether there is actually anything to that? But I, when when it comes to, I guess, putting something out there on in an anonymous question box situation, I do think that the celibacy question was a lot more uh, like deeper and not an attack on Juliet, but you know, if you want to talk about bringing up personal things like secret boyfriends, I think the celibacy thing is a lot more, um, intimate, I guess. And it was, I I thought it was really good to see. I thought it was really great to see Juliet talking openly about her celibacy journey. I liked that she just acknowledged it and moved forward. And I guess that's sort of what I was looking for, for Roxy. Like I, I, I get it. It could be, it's a bit jarring. Cause you're like, Oh, someone's out to get me. They're saying I've got a secret boyfriend, but babe, just say like, just laugh it off. Just be like, I don't have a secret boyfriend. God, you girls on the bachelor, like 
guys, like, chill out. (laughs) It's an easy thing that could have been laughed off and, and move, like, Lockie was happy to move on from it. So let's just, yeah. It made me more sus on the whole situation. (laughs) I did like the fact that we had an online cocktail party and there was a bit of back and forth, argy-bargy between Rox and Juliet. And then Roxy, finally, everyone else is like, I'll stuff this for a joke. I'm going to do what I couldn't do back there and I'm just going to FO. I'm going to go to the kitchen and make myself a snack. And then one by one by one, one, the girls go, "Uh, no, I'm going to put a boundary up here and I'm going to protect myself from this business. And then finally Roxy goes, Oh yeah. Boom. <laughs> like you really could have done that the whole time. I loved that like you guys really made sure that a little bit of like we we were very close to 2020. Lots of 2020 motifs like the gag yeah. of Lockie standing up and he's wearing just his jocks. Hilarious. Love it. We've all been there in a Zoom meeting. What I was waiting right. for and what I'm hoping comes up in future episodes I was waiting for like someone to be mid like really passionate conversation with Lockie and like just their screen freezes <laughs> oh, uh, sorry I can't eat you you gave me a rose oh you didn't give me a rose <laughs> that's yeah. gonna be the next you're breaking up with me <laughs> I and then we had to move on to the um the first ever in the history of the Bachelor franchise, the first ever online rose ceremony, which meant we had to, you know, shift things around a bit. Everyone already had a rose. So the rose was pre was there. There's a lot of, I think Australia Post was a real winner on the day. Yes. So there's a lot of pack, very oh well-timed packages delivered. Um, I um, I was intrigued, Osher, about how your language through this section of the show, I loved picking up just the slight language changes. Like you said, um, you will not be returning to the mansion or you'll be like, yeah. um, you. what did you say you instead of you did not receive a rose? You were not offered not a rose. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I workshop the scripts with Noam Chomsky because I'm, I'm very big on linguistics. Oh, yes. <laughs> And so, yes, we had to reconstruct a rose ceremony uh, a- around this way. And then, like, my job on The Bachelor is basically, uh, you know, I deliver mail and break up with people. Um, but <laughs> I don't think there's ever been as cold a departure as watching Belle reach forward and hit end call. Oh, like, I that was know. just. And I was also, meeting. I was what? waiting for the. I was waiting for the dialogue between her and Lockie, but it was just like, oh, bye, guys. There was no, like, you know what we missed? Oh, no, we did get a take your time to say goodbye, but I was waiting for that awkward, like, I want, like, a side-by-side of her and Lockie on Zoom and her being like, "Um, good luck. Like, I really think one of these girls is going to be really great for you. (laughs) Your future wife is probably here. Thank you for the experience. Yeah. And we've we've, no walking out we've missed our limo. I I I gotta say, Osha, I'm like I'm really missing the pensive shot looking out the window and like, oh, my favorite limo moment is Ivan on his season with Ali as the Bachelorette, and he says like if she thinks that she's going through all these other guys and coming back to me, she's mistaken <laughs> it's like 
So the limo gets us some of our best moments on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And I do, I I hope that we see another pensive shot outside of a limo this season. We're coming to what is rapidly becoming my favourite part of the show, which is our our, uh, Cocktails and Roses quiz. Now, we have a super fan that I'm going to get on the phone. Uh, I do believe she slid into your DMs and demanded to be a part of this Oh, uh, she did. She was that keen. I think she heard that the life-size Lockie cutout was seeing a lot in Melbourne lockdown and I and Erin who we're about to talk to is also currently under extreme lockdown in Melbourne our thoughts go out to you but well hopefully she picks up a Lockie hopefully she picks up a phone Erin hello good morning Osher and Alicia calling how are you doing so great lovely to hear from you and you can we talk can you talk now Yes, I can. We're in lockdown. I can always talk. Now, we've been talking about love in lockdown. You've been doing school in lockdown. You're a junior school teacher. What's it like doing um, classes online? Um, yeah, I teach grade four. So I have that 25, nine-year-old staring at me on Zoom. Oh, so, man. Um, it's been different. <laughs> We've had some, um, they do some haircuts for their cats and everything mm. that you would expect. Um, a nine-year-old to do on a video. So I'm definitely going to be on those. Hang on a second. It is I, I used to own cats. Trying to give a pill to a cat is haircut on a cat? Like what kind of milled animal wranglers do you teach? Oh, I'm trying to teach some fractions, but they get distracted with things around them. So... <laughs> Oh, home environment is a bit distracting for the nine-year-old. So it's been fun, but I'm ready to go back to school, that's for sure. All right, everybody, wear a mask, please. Wear a mask, watch your hands, so we can get Erin back to school. Now, Erin, um, <laughs> yes. we have been promising a life-size cardboard cutout of Lockie Gilbert. Um, due to some sort of manufacturing holdups, we may not be able to guarantee a life-size cardboard mm-hmm. cutout of Lockie Gilbert. We are going to try to get you one, but there may be mm-hmm. another substitution prize that we will have to reserve the right to give you. I'm okay, sure it's going to be great. <laughs> now, Erin. Like a life size Osha would be great. Oh wow! Yes, let's let's do a print run of those because they could be they can be used across many Channel Ten shows. <laughs> Don't put you holding a rose; just print it out, and we'll run it for the yeah. Mark Singer, Bondi mm-hmm. Rescue, Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> you, it just comes Absolutely. with a few. It, it comes with a few like a Ken doll. It comes yes. with a few. Erin, I am so glad that you slid into my DMs to be a part of the quiz. I just wanted to, before Osha takes us away with the first question in the quiz, there are uh, three questions. I just wanted to let everyone know that if you also want to be a part of the quiz, you can email our um, podcast email, which is podcast at network10.com.au. And if you've missed that, just, you know, go back 15 seconds, podcast at network10.com.au. Osha, first question. Here we go, Aaron. What did Tim, with two M's, I pronounced both M's there, (laughs) what did Tim give Angie on the red carpet of The Bachelorette? um, I'm a big fan of Tim. I'm not sure after his performance on Bachelorette, but (laughs) um, a bunch of sunflowers, a really big one. 
Very, very well done. Very, very well done. Alicia, second question. Erin, what did Maddie and Laura, I loved this, what did Maddie and Laura do for their first date? That's going back a few seasons. hard, but it's a really good date. It was, I really felt that they were in love. I mean, and they have a baby now. Yes, they they may have a baby. Did they go on a steamboat? Was it that one? Or did they do portraits? Yeah, yes. there was a boat of portraits. That's close enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I particularly love that because the memes that came out of Laura's portrait were just so oh. perfect. Oh my gosh! Anytime, <laughs> anytime someone, anytime someone does some artwork on this show, and we're moving to a related question, the art is just chef's kiss, magnificent. And another yeah. person, this is your final question, Erin, also yes. also a renowned artist on The Bachelor. What is Abby Chatfield's star sign? Um, Gemini. Yes! Yes, three out of three. Yes. You, you win the imaginary uh, Lockie Gilbert Cup or cut out or whatever prize we can find in the cupboard. Amazing. Thank you so much. You absolute legend. Take care uh, in Melbourne. Look after yourselves and I hope you get back in front of your cat hair cutting tea uh, students very, very soon. Thank you. I said thank you, Alicia. See you later. Thank you, love. Bye. The quiz is my favorite part of this show. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. You're, uh, yeah, it's it's great. I love the fact that we get to speak to the fans of the show. And um, you know, if you do want to be a part of the uh, the quiz, podcast at network10.com.au. That's us for another week. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Uh, you can subscribe, tell your friends, tell people. Uh, you know, slide into Alicia's DMs and tell her nice things. Um, all right, I'm off to do more isolation. What are you going to do today? Oh, I I don't. I'm actually, I'm going for brunch with Brooke Blurton, another Bachelor alumni. So that'll oh, be lovely. I'll, I'll, I'll send her everybody's regards. Make sure you stay safe out there, guys. And thank you for listening to Cocktails and Roses for another week. We're really finding our yeah. groove, Osha. It's pretty, it's pretty fantastic. Wear a mask, wash your hands, keep your distance. Uh, Think we, not me, and we're going to be all right. All right. See you Wednesday night and Thursday night for The Bachelor, and right after Thursday night's Bachelor, we'll be back with another episode of this podcast. See you next week. Bye.